Welcome to the Gutch Church Podcast. My name is Kennedy Shear, and thanks so much for joining us. Today, we have a great word from my dad, Pastor Bill Shear. If this ministry has changed your life, will you let us know? Send us an email to story at gutschurch.com. You know, it's, it's impossible for you to see things in a negative slant or pessimistically if the word's working in your life. It's impossible. See, and I'm telling you, this is a great season of opportunity for true believers, for believers in Jesus. Great season of opportunity. And you'll say, yeah, but man, everything is, is, is going crazy and everything's negative and everything's hard. No, that's how the world is communicating it. See, we don't look at things and, and take it as, at face value. We look through eyes of faith. We don't hear things and, and no, we hear through the ears of faith. See, and that's, that's how we live. And, and now, now the dynamics of this faith that we live, this faith life that we have, is faith works by love. So essentially, see, the world is producing so much noise of the bondage of fear. And we're aware of it, therefore not drawn into it. So, so understand this. You're thinking, oh my gosh, I don't know how things are going to work out. All things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. It's that simple. See, this, God's plan has nothing to do with what's going on in the world. Please understand that. There's wars and rumors of wars. There's crazy people in leadership. It's all this other stuff. There's a, there's a place, I think it's in Hosea, that there were princes that were established that God didn't even know. So we can't just be just plumb dumb and walk through life thinking, well, he got elected or he got appointed or he got so it's God's will. No, you're God's will. See, we're responsible. See, everything is determined by how strong the church is. You want a strong America? We've got to have a strong church. You want a strong church? We need to have strong families, strong men, strong women. That's the bottom line. We can change the world from here. See, in understanding that, see, our faith works by love. And let me tell you how that is. It's not, hey, I phileo, hey, I brotherly love you. It's the God kind of love. That's what faith works by. See, faith works by love, and that love never fails. So my faith is strong because God loves me. And you'll say, well, that, that feels like privilege. No, it doesn't feel like it. It is. There's a tremendous privilege in our lives because God loves us. We're his own. We're his children. We're his family. We're, he's our inheritance, and he supplies it and is it. He is the rewarder of those, and he's the reward. See, and we, we look at this, and we have to understand that, that this is something that we choose. That God says, look, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life. So, so here's, here's the components of this message today is your choice is life. And that life brings overcoming and overcoming nature. See, the things that you used to look at that were impossible, now you realize the word's been sown in your heart and has been, been growing in your heart that nothing's impossible for God. And that therefore nothing's impossible to those who believe. What's impossible with man is possible with God. The world lives in impossibility. We don't. 
We live in the, we live in the realm that all things are possible to those who he believes. So we choose that. We choose that life. What does that life bring? An overcoming nature. So we choose life. We choose to overcome. Therefore, what's the outcome? We win. When we overcome, and how do we overcome? We overcome by faith. We overcome by the, the faith that we walk in, the trust of God. How can we trust God? Because he loves us. He loves you. the apple of his eye. Man, God, of, of all creation, you're, you're the target of God's love. See, and, and we have to understand that. So, what, so how does it happen? We believe in our heart unto righteousness, and we confess with our mouth unto salvation. That's how our faith works. We believe, therefore speak. So I want to lead you, and I want you just to repeat this with me, and you watch what happens to the atmosphere, A, of this room, and B, of your life, okay? So just repeat this professor of faith with me. My faith is strong. I'm alert, aware that the world's deception does not work on me. Nothing will lure me away from God's promises. It, it's 2022, and we're built for this. We're, we're divinely designed for this time. See, the world stage is set for us right now. The Bible says this, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Let me help you. Everything's being shaken. Economic systems, corporations, governments, politics, processes, education, everything's being shaken. But guess what? Those that are planted in the house of the Lord, those whose foundation is upon the rock, won't be, won't be shaken. So the world's shaken. The world is literally flying apart. And you know what? We're running in this race that other lanes around us are, are being just brutalized and we're not. What does the Bible say? The Bible says a thousand may fall at your left hand and, and 10,000 at your right. What's happening? See, we have to understand this, that God's revealing, to me, God's revealing the circus and pointing out the clowns. So we look at it and go, oh, wait a second, that was just smoke and mirrors. Wait a second, there's no truth backing this up. See, that's why the Bible, the Bible refers to to us not being double-minded, not being, not being tossed around by every wind of doctrine. So we think about a wind of doctrine. A wind of doctrine is a doctrine that comes from the wind that we don't know where it originated. Remember Jesus said, how do you think you're going to understand the spiritual, these spiritual truths when you don't even know where the wind comes from? See, we know what direction the wind's blowing. We know the intensity of the wind, but we don't know where it originated. We don't know where it came from. So now we have to look at this, we have to understand that the winds, the doctrine that we don't know where it came from is not going to influence us. At least not or something like, okay, I won't let it influence me. Because the word is, is alive and powerful. The word is sharper, it's a two-edged sword. It's sharper than anything. I'm telling you, it's the most powerful element on the planet. And, and here's, but here's how it works. It works by us discovering it, it works by us reading it or hearing it, about us ingesting it, about us taking it in, 
See, the word, the word wants, to, wants to arrest you, wants to apprehend you so that you can apprehend it. You can make it your own. This is my promise. I remember there's a dear old friend, an old prophet, his name is Dick Mills, who passed away a few years ago, and Sandy and I were friends with him. His family, much of his family's in our church and influenced by our church. And, and, but but he would, he'd give a word to somebody, and then he'd say, listen, if that word applies to you, take it. See, so, so many people come in, and they want a specific personal word for them in their life that's got a little bow on it. And, and let me tell you, that's called the Bible. That's called the New Testament. See, you understand that, that when, if you can lop off the religion, if you can lop off the experiences that you've had in life, if you can lop off the lies that the enemy sold you as facts, and let me tell you something, facts... Facts are subject to change. That's the root definition of a lie. The truth never changes. We don't live a fact-based life. We live a truth-based life. And you know what? Sometimes facts and truth line up. Sometimes they don't. So what do we always do? We land on the truth. But you have to know what the truth is. See, the Bible says if it, that, that we have to live in his word. His word is to live in us. And we know the truth. The Bible says the truth will set us free. The truth in and of itself has, won't, won't bring any freedom to your life. You have to live in it. You have to grab it. It has to grab you. See, in Romans 8.31, the Bible says, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who could be against us? Now, let me tell you, this next verse is a mouthful. This next verse is, is mind-blowing. God is he who didn't spare his own son, but guess what? Handed him over on our behalf on a silver platter. Well, who killed Jesus? The Jews or the Romans or the, well, wait a second. God delivered him up. They didn't, they didn't take his life. He gave it. And that's not just semantics. That's, that's a powerful truth. So he who, God, who didn't spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us, finish it. Wait a second. All stuff? Yes. The things he's talking about are the things in, in the book of Matthew where Jesus said, look, we don't hunt for things like the heathen or the godless hunt for them. We're not scratching and clawing and fighting to get it. He said, no, we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And he said, all these things will be added unto you. We go back to this verse and listen, how will he not with him? And what he's talking about is his promise. See, Jesus is represented as a promise. He was the promise made flesh, the word made flesh and dwelt among us. See, the word lives among us right now. Man, it's, it, it's well within our grasp. It's, grasp. It, every, every issue that you have, the solution is within arm's reach right now. You know, I made a statement at 930 that I believe if you got in the Word for 15 minutes and you, you, didn't, you didn't think about another thing, you didn't get distracted, you didn't look at your Facebook, you didn't, you didn't respond to a text, for 15 minutes if you focus on the Word, I promise you you'll find a solution to what you're at what your issue is and what, what you're dealing with. For sure. I mean, it's quick. It's powerful. It's quick. It's powerful. God's not, you're not going to have to, 
It's not a treasure hunt. See, the Bible says this, study to show yourself approved. I mean, it's not like the old crotchety guy. And I, 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 I kind of don't mean to, but I know I, I'm going to sound that way. We can, you can go to Google and Google a verse and find it in a matter of seconds. See, I became a Christian in 1979. I was way behind the eight ball. I went to Bible school just, just weeks after I became a Christian. I knew nothing, but Jesus saved my life. I wasn't going to hell. That's all I knew. So I go to Bible school with all these people that have been preparing for years to get there. And so, so I go, and it, it, I don't have any of the answers. I don't know the jargon. Okay, I am, I'm behind the eight ball the entire time. So you know what I had to do? I had to, I, had to, I had to go home and read my Bible. Do you understand? I read one book in my whole life before I became a Christian. It was the Richie Ashburn story. He was an infielder for the Philadelphia Phillies. It's hard for me to even say right now after what happened last night. It pains me. And you guys don't know, I'm going to introduce you to Jesus after the service because it's our beloved Cardinals. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, but I had to read the Bible. I wasn't a literary guy. I, I, I'd read one book. It's, I guarantee it's not in print anymore. But, but, but I had to. You know why? It didn't have a book cover, so there was no synopsis on the front of the back. There wasn't a... So I, I had to make a book report, so I had to read the dead gum book. I'm in like the fifth or sixth grade. Well, so I go to Bible school, and what, what you have to read. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? So I, I went home, and I started reading my Bible. I started underlining. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is in here. Do people know this? Have, have, did he send his word and healed us and delivered us of our destructions into past tense? It's like, oh my gosh, all these sick people, why don't we tell them what what God's done, that he sent his word, let's just give him his word. See, and the more you get into it, the more important it becomes in your life. And I started underlining and highlighting, writing in the margin of my Bible. I started, I wrote things like, wow, or people need to hear this. And this is, it's a brand new Christian. But, but then there were words that it wasn't easily, a lot of it wasn't easily translated from the Hebrew or the Greek into English. So, so we had to find definitions of words in the Bible and, and, and co a, a, a concordances where it's repeated in the Bible. So I, the next thing you know, I've got all these huge books on my kitchen table and, and I'm just trying to read the Bible and just trying to figure it out because I'm competitive and I didn't want all these Bible school yahoos to be better than me. And so, but you understand what it caused me to do. It forced me, my competitiveness, comport, it, 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 it I, I had to become a student of the word. And now listen, the Bible says study to show yourself approved. See, the word's going to approve you for this life. But you have to study it. You have to get it, in, you have to get it, it into you for hours upon hours upon hours, days and weeks and months. And it comes alive. See, because the word comes in seed form. And the soil of our heart is what that seed is sown into. But we have to tend to that seed. We have to tend to that, that, that 
when it springs forth and it breaks the ground of our heart before it's produced any fruit, and we got to protect that plant. And see, from doubt and unbelief and bitterness and jealousy and offense, I'll tell you, man, the devil, the easiest ploy the enemy has in Christian's life is offense. Because people are offensive. And people can't read your mind. And people don't know exactly what you're going through. You know, and I mean, we could get up and just, and, 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 and just say, hey, I feel your pain. But you really, you don't. And most people don't care that your dog died. They care that their dog died. And, and everybody's going through something. See, so if we determine, and what I had to determine, and really honestly, I wanted this to be my life's work. And the only way it worked, leading a church and it being your life's work, is you have to be unoffendable. So I just determined, I made a decision. Sandy and I did is actually, probably tw over 25 years ago, we're, it's impossible to offend us. I don't, care, I don't care how offensive you are, we're unoffendable. See, you, de you, you determine that, you can fulfill God's purpose. You really can. See, you, you, you look at this. Okay, can we go back to the scripture? And in, in this, he freely gives us all things. He didn't spare his own son. He, it, so what? So now he gives us all things, and, and like everything. And what, what does that mean? It's everything pertaining to life and godliness. But we just have to trust him. We have to believe him. In 1 Timothy, the 6th chapter and the 17th verse, Paul's writing this to his son in ministry. I mean, this is, this is leadership that matters. He says, look, command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God. We can't trust in everything we've accumulated, but we trust the living God. Now listen, and listen to why. Who freely gives us all things to enjoy. The Bible talks about us having the power to get wealth, to establish his covenant, and in it there's no sorrow. So we look at it, what does that mean? The world, getting rich in the world's way, way there's sorrow. I mean, look at, do a study on the people that have that signed big athletic contracts or celebrity contracts. Do, do, do studies on people that win the lottery where it's just an enormous amount of money. And it's interesting because a lot of the media will say it's an ungodly amount of money. Well, why? Because there's sorrow attached to it. Many become bankrupt. There's suicide. There's, there's definitely divorce. There's all kinds of other things. And you know what? It just shreds people's lives. Why? Because it makes you haughty. See, and you look at this now, but God... God will freely give us all things. Let them do good and be rich in good works, ready to give and willing to share. <clears throat> Storing up for themselves, listen, a good foundation, and here's a big key that's coming up here, for the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. It doesn't mean that they're going to go to heaven. It means that they lay hold of eternal life while they're alive on earth. There's, you could get rich and you could be successful in the world's eyes and not lay hold at eternal life. See, that's the key. Man, how are you fulfilled in life? How are you satisfied? How, are, how do you live a life of joy? How can you have hope in every situation you've laid hold of it on eternal life? See, live the life of God right now. That's what God gives us, an opportunity. Where we're not struggling to to make it, and we're not wondering where the next meal's going to come from or the next client that, that turns us down, that none of that stuff matters. 
I don't care how many clients turn you down. I don't care how many deals you don't do. Everything you put your hand to prospers. That's the promise of God. In Hebrews 4.14, it says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession, our confession of faith. Let us hold fast, man. Stick to your guns. Don't blink. Don't flinch. Don't cower. For we don't have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. The way we're tempted is the way he was tempted. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we might. Now listen, we come to the throne of grace. What do we do? Just the, for the price of admission, we obtain mercy. But then the Bible doesn't say that we obtain grace. It says that we find grace to help in time of need. We obtain mercy because what we do every time we say, God, I come to you in Jesus' name. We come to the mercy seat of Christ. No matter what, no matter what you've done, no matter who you are, when you use the name of Jesus and you're, 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 you're in your relationship with God, the entrance of that relationship is the mercy seat of Christ. So, so you obtain mercy, but then you have to find grace. Are you in a time of need today? What do you need? God's grace is found in, in, now listen, in finding, in believing, and proclaiming God's promises. Please hear that. I've talked a lot already. But listen, you find it, you believe it, and you proclaim it. This life we have in Jesus is a divine enablement. It's a commission with him with God, that God graces us to fulfill. When, when you say, God, no weapon formed against me will prosper, when you proclaim that, God's grace becomes sufficient in whatever it is you're dealing with. See, I believe God generally graces us because we're sons and daughters. But then I believe he specifically and situationally graces us because of what we're going through. What you're going through right now God graces you for it. You're, you're raising a teenager, God graces you. You're a teenager getting raised in church, God graces you. See, understand, the world has pitfalls for everybody, whether you're in or out of the kingdom. The Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust alike. And I'm, I'm going to take a page out of Pastor Sandy's book yesterday at the conference. Everything is spiritual. So, so now we deal with, how do we deal with things in our life? We deal with it because we obtain mercy, we find grace. Oh my gosh, I, I, man, marriage is so hard through these times. Yeah, that's why God graces us for it. Oh, ministry, how do you do it? Because God graces us. Man, without the grace of God, yeah, guess what happens? Burnout, man, the, the depression. See, I love what Caroline Leaf said, that she said, it's not, it's just a response to things that have happened in our lives. It's like, oh, wait a second. What if, I, what if I respond with God's word? What if God's word is always my response? Because let me tell you, God's word, the Bible says, never returns void of power. We'll always hit the mark. I said it'll always hit the mark. I said no weapon formed against you'll prosper, yet everything you put your hand to will. You know what God's doing? God graces us specifically when those words come out of our mouth. 
Because see, Philippians 3.10, Paul writes and says, we, can know, we have to know him. Now listen. And the power of his resurrection. The power of his resurrection is he took the keys to death and the grave. He took the armor from the enemy. You know the enemy that Elijah and that David and that Moses faced? Looks like the same enemy we have, but he doesn't have the keys that he had with them. He doesn't have the armor that he had with them. He's coming to us with gym shirt, with flip-flops, gym shorts, and a tank top. And we're carrying freaking bazookas. <laughs> the only way you lose is by giving up your weapons. And the weapons of our warfare aren't carnal. See, it's time for us to rise up. It's time for me to call you out and tell you to rise to the occasion. 2023 is coming. 2023 is going to blow your hair head off. It's going to be the most This is your time to live, to overcome, and to win. And it's your choice. That's what time it is. Step up. Rise to the occasion. We don't blink. We don't flinch. We don't cower. You know why? We're already the victors. We've already won. We just have to convince ourselves. And how do we do that? We study to show ourselves approved. We get God's word. What did, what did, what did God say to Joshua? Be strong and only be strong and very courageous. Meditate in the word day and night. Don't let it depart from your lips. Keep it in the midst of your heart. And then you'll make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. Bingo. Mic drop. It's all spiritual. And guess what? The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. The power of the resurrection is on the inside of this six foot one frame. Everything pertaining life and godliness is all stored up in my heart right now. I just have to access it by faith. My faith works by God's love. God's love never fails. God graces me to live in faith. Oh, life's so hard. Oh, you got to get in that grace place. I didn't mean to rhyme that. They can cut that out in, in the edit. Is Jesus the Lord of your life? Is your life right with God? Have you sold your drinking water? Have you trotted down your crops and your fields? God can make all things brand new. If you're here and your life's not right with God, or if you need to make Jesus Lord of your life, you're why we're here. We can change the world from here, and that starts with you. I want to pray. The Bible says we believe in our heart into righteousness, and we confess with our mouth unto salvation. Peter said, anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. This salvation is God rescues you. He restores you to a place of honor. He, he makes you whole with nothing missing and nothing broken. Wow, it's so great a salvation. 
I got saved in June of 1979. And honestly, I've never looked back. And that, that's the advice I give you. Don't look back. Because you know the Word's working in you. You're just not going to pick it up in your flesh. See, your flesh wants you to sow your life to your flesh. And what, is you, what do you reap? You reap corruption. But if you sow to the Spirit, you reap life and peace or prosperity. I, trust me, I got, a, I got a mouthful. I got a lot to say. I want to pray with you right now, and I want to ask you to pray with me. I'm going to lead you in a prayer just to confess the Lordship of Jesus that brings your salvation. It's, it's a great salvation. And you go, what do I do then? Well, then you go to next steps after the service and have lunch with the leaders. What do I do then? Then you, you, you come to church on Wednesday night. And, and honestly, might be the most important thing I've ever preached in my whole life. It's going to be this Wednesday night. It's going to be for, I'm not going to tell you what it is. But it's going to be the book of Romans. You can read ahead from where we were last week and you can find out what it is for yourself. But I'll tell you, this is only getting better. I'm telling you, there's so much more. It's only getting better. You mark my words, 2023 is going to be the most triumphant year of your life. It's going to be a year of opportunity. But you know what? You can sleepwalk through it. You can let all the noise of the world drown out what God wants to do in your life. And you know what? That's the wrath of God. God will give you what you want. Children of Israel wanted a king. He got Saul. Bad, bad plan. Children of Israel wanted to have idols. It ended up seven years of captivity in Babylon. They wanted a law. They got the, the commandments. They couldn't keep them. All it did was con convict them and condemn them. But you know what? All of that's been fulfilled because of Jesus. We live in a dif different dispensation because God's going to live on the inside of us. Never leave us nor forsake us. Let's all pray together. Father God, I give you my life. I make Jesus Christ. Hold it, hold it. I mean everybody. I'm starting over. Don't mess with me. I'll keep you here all dead gum day. Father God, I give you my life. I make Jesus Christ the Lord of my life and whom I trust. I turn my back on sin. I turn my back on Satan. And I walk with Jesus now. God, I thank you that I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only and never beneath. Greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. Because it's you, God. Jesus Christ is Lord of my life. I'm going to heaven. I have heaven on earth. I don't smell the scent of hell for eternity or now. Hell is run for my life. Devil, you're defeated. I command you to dry place, to seek rest, and to find none. In the name of Jesus. God, I thank you. There is so much more, and I want all of you I could get. God, thank you so much. I'm so appreciative for the life that I live. My future is your plan, God, and nothing else. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you'd like more information about the ministries of Gut Church, visit our website at gutschurch.com.